Welcome to Alter to the Muse. This is episode nine. I'm Josh. And I'm Angie. And this episode is called What We Make is an Offering. So I think it's important to define what is an offering. What does that word mean? It's not one that I think we use in our culture too often. An offering is usually considered in terms of a sacred practice or religious experience, maybe, where you leave an offering for the gods or for the divine, or you make an offering um, in service of something that's greater than yourself. You know, I'm thinking of altars where offerings are left, usually looks like food, um, a, a small food that is prepared or a very sweet precious fruit or something that's left out. Sometimes an offering is money, like even just leaving money out as an offering. Um, I think of indigenous practices where they harvest herbs or plant materials from the environment. They'll leave an offering of something, maybe tobacco or it could be other uh, materials as an offering, as a gesture of thanks, of gratitude, of appreciation. But ultimately, when I think of the word offering, I think of it as something that you leave uh, without necessarily the expectation of getting something back. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's the the big thing here is the the idea of of non-attachment to the outcome of the thing that you've made. Like for example, um, it, it's kind of like, it's like thinking of your time and having, you're not, you're not making the thing and investing your time and putting your energy into it for a return on your investment. It's, it's not like you, you've invested in, in, you know, in the stock market in hopes that you'll be rich one day because of the investment you make the the investment in in your time and in your energy in in creating um and then offering that out to the world is made without expectation that there will be anything that comes of it right right and, and this makes me think of this concept in the yoga practice that comes from the yoga sutras uh and there's a uh, these sanskrit words that describe yoga as abhyasa and vairagya. Abhyasa is your practice and vairagya is your detachment. So the, the idea is that you show up regularly, repeatedly to do the practice, but that you have no attachment to the outcome. So that the work is in the showing up and then whatever the fruits are, whatever happens, is really beyond you. And so in that way, your offering is your practice. Your offering is showing up f for the work, to be present for the work, um, to be there for the ideas as a vessel for the ideas. Um, but whatever happens from that is not, that's not up to you. That's not, um, that's not a guarantee. Yeah. And um, to bring this into, uh, even into like a, maybe a, a secular vein to think about um, what an offering is and how, you know, as Americans, we do offerings all the time. 
those um, offerings tend to be tend to be like offerings to the nation almost um, celebrations like the Fourth of July or Memorial Day, um, and I think the biggest one would be Thanksgiving, where you know we gather, we have all this food, we give thanks to the abundance that we have. But what's the expectation? Is there an expectation that next year we'll have just as much bounty? That's not the purpose of Thanksgiving. The purpose of Thanksgiving, of course, is to to be with family and share and and give of what we have, not making an investment in that we'll have an even more bounty in the future. Right. Yeah, we do... It's important, I think, to understand the idea of offering and how we're already making offerings. Um, and I think those examples are really good. We make a lot of offerings to the idea of nation mm-hmm. uh, and and perhaps less so to the idea of what is sacred, uh, less so of an offering to what is um, in harmony with the natural world. And I feel like you know, for me, that is so much of what I do with my creative practice. And I would almost say that is how I uh, use my creative practice as an offering. You know, for me personally, my offering is my relationship with the natural world and the way I feel that there's a sacred pulse throughout the natural world. And then my vision of that is what I put into my creative practice and, and my creative pieces. Um, and those pieces become my offering. This is what I see of you, and this is my translation, and this is what I have. Yeah, and I I would say that there's um, a similar thing that happens for me with song in that the way that I think about things or the way that I feel things and I put them into the music um, I can share those with others and the people who listen and hear and are drawn to the music that I, that I'm making find a commonality in it that they, that, that my perception of the world echoes in such a way with their own or illuminates theirs in such a way that they're able to come to a better understanding or appreciation um, and that there's a community in that, um, and that, that sort of thing is, it, it, it isn't like a conscious effort. Like I'm not sitting down and saying, okay, I'm going to write a, write a song so that my neighbor loves it. I, I don't do that. I write a song first and foremost. I have to like, it has to respond to something inside of me. And then it, and then I may, I may soften it a little bit so it has a little bit more of a universal focus. Like it might have a more universal appeal. Um, that it might be able to talk about something that was specific to me, but can, but can resonate with a, with more people. In that way, I can take that emotion and I can translate it, and put it into sound. And and um, and in so doing, perhaps help somebody else who you know is struggling or who who just needs to be uplifted or wants to see the world in a different way than what's being presented on top 40 radio i suppose right right yeah no i i love that i think that we each have um 
a particular expression, and that expression is really our offering of our story of the world. It's how we're digesting the world in a way and how we're expressing that experience out. And to me, that's what the offering is. It's like, this is, this is how the world moves through me and I'm sharing that vision with you. And, and it's just that, that simple sharing with no expectation. Mm. Yeah. And so this, um, this idea of, you know, an altar to the muse, you know, having this offering that we're giving um, in this space, you know, it really is, um, it harkens back to um, the ancient Greeks and their um, idea that the muses, they were muses for like every art form. Like it, like it didn't, it, it wasn't like there was one muse and that it and that it filtered down and everything but but there are different ones for um all the different sort of disciplines that that um that we would embark on and um and so the the idea that um that these that you might be making the, uh, that there might be these deities or there might be these things that are like moving around in the world. Um, it's a really old thought, but it, but I found that that idea has surfaced a lot. Um, even in contemporary things like science fiction books I read, or, um, there's a concept in the world that there's like these ideas that float around in space and, they look for people who will bring those ideas into the world and they, they latch on and, and they whisper it in your ear and say, oh, you should do this. And if you don't act on it right away, you'll notice that the idea kind of disappears. And the, the, the concept is, is that like that idea just like it moved on to somebody else, somebody who would more likely bring it into, bring it into being. And, um, I, I think that that kind of concept is fascinating. Yeah, I I think it's probably true. I notice that, you know, ideas pop into my head kind of all the time. I think as more and more you practice, again, you show up for the practice of being creative, that you open the doorway, like your your channel for creative thought expands, and so more ideas are, are likely to uh, to come your way. And I think that if I don't, act on a creative idea that comes my way it's interesting how like a little while later you'll notice somebody else doing the thing that you thought of and and I thought I think oh that's really interesting and maybe that person is better suited for that idea because I didn't act on it and maybe it wasn't quite right for me and and, and that little idea bubble floated on and and landed with somebody that resonated with it more. And so I, I do love the idea. I love the idea of ideas floating around us and, and waiting for just the right person to, to connect with. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we're, we're, you know, creating things and, and thinking of things, when an idea kind of pops into your head and you notice it, and you can you make a choice. It's like a conscious decision in, in many ways about whether or not 
you're going to pursue it. I do that with songs all the time, you know, where there's, there, you know, I might, might have a lyric, um, might come into my, my head and then I go, no, I'm not going to write that down or I'm not going to do anything with that. And, and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard stories of different artists, musicians, writers, you know, they, either pulling out their phone and doing a voice memo or or t- snapping a picture or just jotting down something in a journal you know whether it's you're like driving and you have an idea and you have to like pull over right away and just like write it down because because we know how fleeting those thoughts can be now what's interesting is sometimes you don't act on an idea right away and it does circle back. Like it does come back and maybe you still don't act on it. But I think those ideas that that return over and over, they're like big, those are big uh, moments where something is really asking for your attention. If it comes back to you, that's something you really have to notice and pay attention to. Um, that, that maybe there's some kind of deeper purpose that you're you're missing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, there there can be times where you, you know you'll be making something or you'll be working on something, and and you sometimes you get a get an idea and you'll say like, okay, I gotta I I'm working on this now, so I have to put this over here. Or if I start it then I won't finish this other thing that I'm doing and I, I really got to get this done. And so you do, you write it down, you put it in your notebook, you, you, you save it on your phone, you do something to preserve it, kind of, kind of hold it in amber. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, because, because it, it might not, um, you know, it might, it might disappear and you know, it's a good idea. You know it, that it could, that it could be something that you could turn it into something really, really beautiful and lovely and um and you want to pursue it but at the moment you can't right but you got to remember to go back to the journal like i've got journals full of things and every now and then i'll i'll read through them and i go oh right that was interesting like but you know you come to it from a different place so even if you jot down the idea you might return to it weeks months i don't know years later and you're in a slightly different place so you're translation of the idea is a little different than it would have been if you had run with it at that time. Yeah, older and wiser, perhaps. Hopefully. You know, maybe you've had some experiences that give you a different kind of insight. And maybe, maybe the idea knew that we need to, we need to get this started now because it's going to have to simmer for a while. And, um, but once it's ready, once it's ready to come into the world, um, you know, you'll be the person to bring it into the world. So what's interesting to me is that the concept that those ideas, inspirations that float around us that we bring out into the world, that those become the offering. It's almost like it's our offering is saying, oh, I listened. I listened to you. I heard that. And this is what it meant to me. And, and here you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not, it's not so, you know, you, you don't know, you don't know if this is what you were meant to hear, but you made this. So maybe this is what you were meant to, you know, it was what was meant to be because that's what is. Um, the, uh, there isn't, there isn't really a, a um, <laughs> I guess there isn't really a, a critique board that looks at us and says, nah, 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 you totally misread that. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, that's not the idea I sent you. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, 
that that's the that is the 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 beauty of it when we you know when we do finally act on things and we do finally take the initiative to um put pencil to paper or um you know strum the right chord or whatever it is that that um that that expression is a translation of a thought, a feeling, an emotion, something that came into you somehow. Maybe it originated inside, but I like to think of, at least for music, I think of it always as like this this floating entity that's like around and I can ignore it or I can not. And if I choose not to, then, you know, then there's a lot of things that can happen. Well, usually there's another idea that'll float along a little later. <laughs> yeah, that, this is true too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. So this leaves us to the the kind of point of all of this is to think about what it is that you might be offering. Yeah. How is it that uh, you are listening to those little creative inspirations? How do you... Uh, sort of ride the wave of the inspiration and and then how do you offer that vision out you know whether it's to an audience it might be you might decide to create something and, and and put it out to the world but maybe you just make it and it it stays in your own space and you know that's okay too you can make that offering it doesn't have to be public. Uh, you, it's a, it's an agreement between you and the source of that inspiration. That's what the offering is really to. Yeah. So, um, it it isn't like we said. It isn't so much that there is a, a a right way or a wrong way to do any of this. It's what you choose to do, and you what you choose to create, and. And then trying not to be too attached to the outcome of it. Yeah. Just let it go. So show us what your offering is. You know, what are you being inspired by? And and how has that become an offering uh, to your creative insight and inspiration? Until next time, folks. This has been Alter to the Muse. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.